My name is Jeffrey Zagarias. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, awesome, and merciful God. Well, he sure is awesome, and he certainly is merciful, and he is wonderful, and we welcome you again to Praise You, Lord, the underground, independent, Catholic, Christian radio broadcast brought to you once a week by the grace of God and by your prayer. And we're in the studio again with Jackson Messick. Uh, Jackson is calling in by Skype. I'm looking at him right now. We're playing around with the idea of having a, a broadcast, not only a podcast and not only a radio broadcast, but also a video cast and, a, and yep. perhaps even live streaming, Jackson. Yep. What do you think? I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, maybe we will... We'll, I mean, we've been experimenting, right? We've been playing around with it. I feel like uh, we're we're just not even close yet to to having the tech down, the technology. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of studying and trying to do some extra work to try to get um, to get our gear uh, in synchronicity so that we could do that. But just getting high quality audio is a lot of work. And of course, with this program, Jackson, you know, it's I'm basically a one man show. I'm engineering, producing. Yep. And I'm the I'm the host and the and and I am so grateful to have you. If you didn't come in, you know, I was just saying, you know, I was speaking to uh, someone very close to me, and they're a listener of the program and the podcast, actually, the podcast. And and they were saying how wonderful it is having Jackson in. And we were having a conversation about, as I had spoken to you, Jackson, just before we started our broadcast today, that um, you know, Jesus gave us. Uh, great examples in the Bible that we can learn from. And one of those things that he showed us was that he sent people out by twos, right? He sent the apostles out in groups of twos to preach the gospel. And, uh, and furthermore, he also promised that wherever two or more are gathered in his name, that he would be present with, with two people. So that's, that's like, there's a lot of, I just noticed personally, I mean, when Jackson Messick's in on the program, everything is like 500 times better. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I, and I think it's exactly what you're talking about, right? It's a, um, it's, it's biblical, you know? Um, and I think, um, like you said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I'll be in your midst. And um, and I think there's there's definitely that power in numbers. And and there's there's that uh, um, especially with you, Jeff. You know, it's been uh, doing ministry together has been such a blessing. And I think there's something special um, about about our relationship. You know, as as you as my Godfather also. You know, it's like I've noticed I've noticed that in the past, too. And I think, you know, you can't underestimate things that are, um, you know, sac- the, our sacramentals, 
you know, something sacramental like that, this, you know, kind of a, a, a authority you have as somebody who is uh, basically called to help, to help teach me the gospel, right, is the biblical idea to help, to help bring me closer to Jesus while we're, while we're here on this earth. And I think what a cool um, and unique experience it is when we do ministry with that kind of dynamic, you know, because I think it, I definitely think it overflows into the stuff that the Lord has us do together. You know, I, I, I agree completely. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great point. Um, what, one of the things, uh, Jackson, that, that I've noticed is that um, even, even when we're not doing ministry, do you remember, I'm sure you can re- recall a few times you and I did praise and worship together. Yeah. And, um, they were just together. I mean, there was no one else there. It was yeah. like the power of God just fell in that room. It was so yeah, I, so incredibly I, powerful. Yeah, and uh, that was amazing. And and so there's something. Yeah, there is something special. I agree with you. Uh, the sacramental aspect is something I I know, but I hadn't really articulated or even perhaps thought yeah. about recently. But I agree with you. Yeah, there is something. Um we're both praise and worship ministers. There's a lot yep. here, right? There um, there. We've known each other for a very long time. Yep. And, uh, that, you know, and there's a trust level. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's an awesome blessing, man, to have you. I mean, it, 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 it it's, it's so many, so many levels that I probably don't even understand, but I just know that, uh, when you're here, it just makes the program run so much better. I feel strength. Yep. I feel more strength. Um, having you here and uh it's just a big blessing so thanks again for for being here jackson yeah my pleasure it's it's such a blessing for me too the highlight of my week for sure amen me too well um we are the underground independent catholic christian radio broadcast brought to you once a week by the power of god and by the power of your prayer so please keep praying for us we are being played on currently 20 radio broadcasts and we would like to mention 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm Beaches, where we got our start. They are raising money. And, uh, and so we are, we at our program do not ask for money. And we do this um, cause we, because we feel called to do it. We feel like this is part of our Catholic, um, you know, as a part of being human is, is, is contributing to, to the community, Jackson. And uh, so Jackson's not paid, I'm not paid, and we donate our time, talent, and treasure, I guess you could say, in, in, in this way, and, and in others, too, I know. Jackson is very involved in other things, as I am as well. And we're just grateful to be able to be here and be with you today. And uh, 98.3 FM is WPBVradio.com. WPBVradio.com. Hit the donate button there. You can also... Listen in on the broadcast from that website, 100.1 FM, the Prince of Peace Catholic Radio in the Treasure Coast as well. That's up in the Treasure Coast, so you can listen to them online anywhere you want. But if you're listening on terrestrial radio, that is awesome, and that's a beautiful, beautiful part of the part of the state of Florida. I love it up there. I like to travel and listen to our rebroadcasts up there. Also, one place or several places I've never heard our program are out in Colorado, Kansas, and Missouri. And there are 18 mega stations playing us. We thank you 
to the Catholic Radio Network who does play us there. And so thank you so much for that. And thank you for your listenership, and thank you for your prayer. I'm sure all of those radio stations have operating budgets. If you're being blessed by Catholic Radio, pray to the Lord and ask Him. You know, I just ask you maybe right now to just say a prayer. You know, Father, you know, do you want me to give $5? Do you want me to give $50? Do you want me to give $5,000? I don't know. Different people have different means, and, and uh, you know, that's between you and the Lord, but... I think it would be prudent to ask if uh, if that would be somewhere the Lord would like you to bless. And you can get in touch with those radio stations and bless them. Okay, well, we have a, we have kind of a potpourri of, 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 of topics today, Jackson, you and I. That's right. And well, um, so. I think I'm going to run down all of them. The f- first one is, is there a God? <laughs> Now, that, that kind of might sound funny to people that are listening to Catholic radio. I mean, we're being broadcast on 20 radio stations, but maybe not to the person who's flipping the dial who just happens to be listening in. I mean, this is a great question. A lot of people want to know, you know, there, some people doubt God's existence. And, yep. uh, and so we're going well, to talk about that. Um, we're cutting back in here, and uh, we were having some technical difficulties, so... Um, I think we hopefully have solved them. One of the my microphone is going in and out. It seems like one of the one of the uh, pots on the board is is acting very strange. But I think we've solved that issue. And getting back to what we were speaking about, remember I am the engineer, producer, and host <laughs> of this program. So I'm wearing a lot of hats. So your prayers definitely definitely count. <laughs> I need them bad. Okay, so the first point today, we're going to speak about if, if, if there is a God. Of course, we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe that there is a God. But I, I think we should question that and how—I'd um, like to have a conversation on, on the debate mm-hmm. on if there is a God. And, and I don't know, Jackson, have you ever had a debate or a conversation with someone who is questioning, questioning the existence of God? Have you ever had that? Sure, I have. Uh, likewise. Uh, yep. The other, another point I want to work on, uh, hopefully get to today, is the Fatima movie. There's a new movie out about Our Lady of Fatima. I watched it a couple nights ago. I'd like to speak to cool. you about that uh, with Jackson. The another thing is the near uh, death experience that I, I'd like to testify about how God really helped me through that and the, the miraculous things that happened there. Um, I'd like to speak a little bit about music. I thought I might play some music. And uh, we were going to probably going to look at some ideas as far as programming for music and some guests that are that are wanting to come in that are musical uh, and and do praise and worship. So we're excited about that. And then the other topic is asking God for help. Do you ask God for help? Um, Have you ever asked God for help? How often do you ask God for help? Uh, Do you think that you're worthy to ask God for help, or do you think that God is too busy? for some of your issues or whatever. We're going to try to... Do you think we can cover all those topics, Jackson? I think we can try. I think we can try, too. <laughs> By God's power and grace, I mean, I, he, can, he can help us. Let's see. Sure. Let, let's start um, with, is there a God? Might as well go down the list, I guess. Yeah, I think so. All right, now I'm afraid... See, this is the kind of conversation that could take three hours. Is there a God? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so the debate of, of, of God, you know, God's existence... Um, I came to a conclusion 
see if I can articulate it. I was thinking about it. I was listening to a podcast, uh, and there were a Catholic podcast, as a matter of fact, and it was speaking about the fact that as foundation as Catholics is we have to come to the conclusion that, yes, there is a God. This is part of our foundation. Yeah. I believe well, in one God. Yep. It's the beginning of the creed. Yep. And so as Catholics, if we don't believe in God, I mean, we, we, we're not even through the first That's right. <laughs> part of the creed. We, we don't get yeah. there, right? We, we're like, okay, yeah. the rest of it, whatever, right? I believe in one God. I mean, do you believe in one God or do you not believe in one God? Yep. Do you believe in multiple gods or do you believe in one God? That's another great question. Yep. Right? Um, because some people believe in, in more than one God. Some sure. people allege that Christians and Catholics believe in three gods, but we don't believe in three gods. We believe in one God, the Father, the yep. Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you'll say, well, wait a minute, didn't he just say three things? Well, that's a different subject, but yeah, we <laughs> believe in one God, the God yep. of the universe. Um, okay, so Jackson. Yeah. I came to a conclusion that, speaking of the number three, I, I think there are three types... <laughs> There are three types of people that I can that I can think of or that I've thought of to this point. There are people who who don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. That's one. There are people who believe in God and do whatever the heck they want. They basically believe in God, but they don't do anything that God. You know, they do they do whatever. They're disobedient. Let's say. Yeah. And then there are people who believe in God and are obedient to God. Yeah. And I'm not sure which, you know, between not believing in God and, be, and believing in God and then just basically ignoring what his scripture says, I'm not sure what's worse. I don't know. God will judge us. Yeah. But that's a pretty dangerous place to be. You believe in God, and it's like, yeah, but I kind of want to do whatever I want. And I, believe, I think that I've run into people that don't want to believe in God, because believing in God would then— they know that that means that if they do accept that there's a God, that they're going to have to change. Yeah. And figure out what this, what their responsibilities are. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. And I, I remember um, as, as a part of, part of my conversion um, in having that, that, revelation i remember you know not not only did i have i had the experience of the lord where i felt that um that initial touch um and that incredible moment where i i really felt like um i had a personal encounter with god you know that i really i i felt him i felt him in my heart i felt i felt love like i've never felt before um i really had what i believe was an experience of jesus and then um you know, I, I, I remember it really, I mean, it, even, even later that evening thinking to myself, um, the, re- the revelation was hitting me that if that was true, uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot that everything would change. Right. And I, I think I can, you know, I mean, it, it's, it sounds like a really bold statement, but I think I can say that fairly, right. That literally everything in my life was, flipped upside down. If that was, if that was actually true, um, everything was about to change. Every, every part of my life would be reordered. 
um, to the truth that that there is a God, and that was going to demand a lot of me. Amen. Yeah, and this is uh, this is the kind of the fearful thing that we you know this is where the fear of God comes in. Yeah, I believe where the awesomeness of God. We, I mean, He is He's the Creator. Now check this out. Think about this mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. Another thing that I was thinking about is, um, well, I was thinking about a lot of things. Man, I'm telling you, I'm getting flooded <laughs> with thoughts right now. So I just, I really need you guys out there to pray for me right now, that God would order my my thoughts here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak about creating, and mm-hmm. uh, and so God is the God create the Almighty God Creator. One of His titles is Creator of the Universe. He created all things. Right, that's in our creed. Is isn't that in our our creed as well? Created yeah. all things. I'm trying to remember. You know, it's. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can recite the creed, but but pull it out of context is kind of like the alphabet. You ever it's try true. to do the alphabet backwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Can you do the alphabet backwards? No, no, never. I, I know people that can. Yeah, I mean, well, I I can't uh, do the alphabet. People say, well, <laughs> you know, test if the person's drunk and ask them to do the alphabet backwards. I'm like. Dude, I could never do the alphabet backwards. If I had, yeah. if it had nothing, it would have nothing to do with having a, a, a imbibement of alcohol, you know. Great. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, so at any rate, yeah. So, um, so God is the creator. He, he, by definition, he created everything, which means he created Jackson and he created Jeffrey, me, and he created, uh, he created the microphone I'm speaking in. Of course, we as humans, we took what he created and then we engineered, I guess, we, we invented things that he, but we didn't, we're not able to create matter. That's right. We can take matter and say, hey, look, gold is something that's pretty, and it's mm-hmm. easy to, to bend if you, it doesn't take a lot to bend it if you heat it up. Um, but also, it's really very conductive, right? So silver is very conductive. So like our, our cell phones are full of little pieces of silver, and you know different types of conductive material. They say that you know if you if you could collect all the silver and all the cell phones that are thrown away, you know you'd probably probably be quite a bit of silver. Um, yeah. But at any rate, there's all these different elements that that God created, and and we can you know take a stick and make it into a staff. We can make it into an arrow, perhaps, or uh, the um, the uh, handle of a hammer or, or whatever we can create this but we didn't create the stick we didn't create the tree we don't make the tree grow that's that only god can do that right yep and so um this is what we believe people who believe in god believe that some people that i've met that don't believe in god believe in a theory that it all happened randomly by some incredible random thing all of this stuff happens now, I want to take you back to the idea of the concept of, of creating something. Let's, take, let's go back. Last week we spoke about, I think we, last week we spoke about da Vinci. So da Vinci was a great artist of the Renaissance period from Italy, an Italian, and we know him. He's a famous artist. Most people know who he is. And so we can look at one of da Vinci's greatest pieces of art. We can look at it and say, wow, I mean, we may not even know who made it. Say, wow, what an artist that made that piece of art. Mm-hmm. Or we can listen to a, a Beethoven piece. We may not know who did it. We can listen to it and go, wow, who created that amazing piece of music? 
right? Mm-hmm. But from the same type of mentality, a person with the idea that it happened randomly might say, but I never hear anyone say this, well, that probably just happened randomly. That beautiful piece of art or that beautiful piece of music mm-hmm. or that 110-story building, that was yep. random. These are, this, is, this is not, you know, this, there's a hole in that argument is what I'm saying. If we, if we reason through it, right? Like, to, to, to think that all the planets are aligned and that they, they, I mean, it's incredible. The more we understand about science, the more absolutely remarkable the balance is with gravity and atmosphere mm-hmm. and the amount of oxygen in the atmosphere and the amount of sun and how the, how the, the distance of the Earth is to the sun and how it mm-hmm. tilts and how it spins and how it rotates <laughs> around the sun. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's endless amounts of balance. And, and, mm-hmm. and so the, the argument from the people who, from some people, there is an argument that are people who don't believe in God, atheists, that this happened randomly. Everything happened randomly. So, um, you know, so again, that would be like, you know, saying that the incandescent light bulb happened I mean, it clearly didn't happen randomly. That was invented. Someone took, someone invented the incandescent light bulb. Someone invented the internet or groups of people. Someone invented the microphone I'm speaking into. Someone invented all the things, all the, all the items in our household have been created by a person. Now, I want to take that to another step. But before I do that, what are your thoughts? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, yeah, that, I, think it, I think it's well put. Um, I think, uh, I, I think creation and the order of the universe, um, even, even in ways that it's, it's seemingly chaotic or it is, you know, it can, can be seen as being chaotic, I think, um, is one of the biggest, uh, testimonies to the fact that there is, there is a God and there is, um, that this isn't just by chance. This isn't by happenstance that all this stuff came to be, um, that there's a personal, a personal divine touch, um, that went into everything that we have, everything that we see, everything that exists. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting way of putting it too. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I want to take it to another, we're, we're going to scratch the surface of this. I think this, this, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are, volumes of books on this the subject alone right yeah but just some passing thoughts right is you know between me and you jackson is is that okay i'm degreed in electrical engineering i know i've said that a million times people might be listening for the first time but the point that i'm bringing up here is that we studied about how to patent things you know mm-hmm. so one of the first things i did at northeastern university one of the first courses i took we would go down to the boston public library and go through the the huge, that's a gigantic library full of the, of, of the patents, United States patents, hmm. and so on. So, so when, you, when you put something together, like, for example, the toilet was invented by John Crapper. That happens to be his name, right? So, so um, people don't seem to have a problem when someone invents something, giving them a patent. And once they get a patent, basically what that's saying is they own that now. They own the, the, the whole concept of it. Like, yep. let's, let's say a person invents, I don't know. I don't know. Like, people invented a lot of things. But 
companies uh, pay people to have engineering teams and they invent things. And so um, once that happens, you have the right to sell it and, and create it, and no one else has the right to do that. So there's a sense mm-hmm. of ownership over things people create. Songwriters. Like if I write a song with specific with you know words that are original and with 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 a melody that's original and everything's original in it, I can get a copyright on that piece of music and then I own the copyright the rights to it by law and I can get royalties for that. Let's say a famous movie picks up that piece of music. Well, they would have to pay, and there's also publishing. There's a lot more to it than that. But the point is, is that the the, the person who writes a song has ownership over mm-hmm. that song. We don't we don't seem to have a problem understanding that creators own what they create. Yeah, we're on the beach and we build a sandcastle. Right? It's not our beach. It's not a private beach. It's a public beach. It's mm-hmm. not. You know, we go and we build a sandcastle. Right. I mean, we don't own that sandcastle, but if someone comes to kick in that sandcastle while we're working with our kids, we like, hey, hey, wait, no, please don't do that. You know, we built this sandcastle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not our land even. Right. But we have we, we know and people know not to do that. You know, you know, you don't just go and break things people build because there's a sense of ownership. Now, you don't obviously own the sand. You don't own the land there in that case. But if you build a house on a piece of land that you pay for, you own that house. Mm-hmm. That's your house. You have the deed to the house. You, and that's your business, right? I mean, you're, yep. you're involved in, in real estate, Jackson. Yep. So, so I guess the point is, is there, we have many examples of, of things of creating, creators owning. So how do we feel about the creator of the universe? I mean, does he have any rights? Yeah. I mean, does he, doesn't he own everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, but that seems to be a tough, tough thing for people to get. It's like, wait a minute, God owns, like when I, I've said this to people, I, you know, and I'm, I'm in a camera right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually, for those listening, I'm, t- I'm pulling the forearm, I'm, I have my forearm here and I'm pulling, like pinching my skin here. God owns that. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I am, as we, as it says in the Bible, to, to, you know, we are just but dust and ashes. We're going to go back into the earth. That's right. Our bodies, right? Yeah. Our, our physical bodies. And, uh, and we, we have a belief that we will be resurrected with our bodies as Catholics, but that's not the mm-hmm. subject. We're not going there right now. But the point is, is God owns everything, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, so if we believe God is the creator and that people who create have some level of ownership, you know, what level of ownership does God have over, over our lives? And, yeah. But God has given, he loves us, so he's given us freedom, right? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't, he, he's given us freedom, and we can do with that freedom what we want. So the question is, do we want to do things God's way? Or do we want to do things our own way? Yeah. Which is basically disobedience to yeah. to God's, you know, laws in his Bible, his scripture. 
Yeah. All right. I talked an awful lot, but what, what your thoughts? No, I, yeah, I think I think that was a great point. Um, and I think the answer is yes. You know, I think he does. I think he does have um, authority over what he created and a personal claim to it. And I, you know, I was thinking of the scripture, and it's it's um, it, a, a little out of context because of what Paul was talking about. But you know, the the idea that you are not your own, mm. right? And um, I mean, he's and I know in that particular case, he's referring to you know that you were bought with a price, right? Um, speaking of Christ's sacrifice, but I think that's kind of true in general, don't you? I think that's kind of the point you were making. I think in general, we're not necessarily our own, right? The Lord gave. I mean, we are, um, we are the Lord's creation, and I think. And it's funny, Jeff, that when you were saying it that way, my thought was, you know, when we're so focused on, it's interesting as a culture, we can be so focused on autonomy. Right. And ourselves as as these individuals that are free to make whatever choice we want for ourselves, um, you know, and I think I think the one of the the beautiful things about the Christian message is, well, wait a second. You are not you're not just your own. Right. You're the you're you are you are the Lord's right. That mm-hmm. even you, that your body is a gift from God, that um, every everything around you is a gift from God. And needs to be treated as such, you know. So just just because we can do certain things with our bodies, right? Just because we can act in certain ways, and we have the ability, right? Maybe that's almost a better word, right? It, we have the ability to do something. Um, that does not necessarily mean we're we're uh, we're not responsible. Um, to be good stewards of what was given to us, right? There's a big difference there. It's a different kind of freedom that people talk about when they say, well, I'm free to do this, I'm free to do that. But it's like, no, we were set, for freedom, you were set free, right? For the real freedom to to choose the good, to do the right thing, mm. to treat yourself well, to treat other people well, to treat the rest of God's creation well. That's what we're free to do. Well, that's a great that's point. Right. Yeah, that's the Christian freedom, right? The Christ, that's right. the truth that makes us free, um, the Holy Spirit that makes us free. Yes. Right? The the blood of Christ that, that sets us free. Mm-hmm. And what is that freedom from? That freedom is actually, there are, we believe as, as Christians, as Catholics, as Bible believers, that, that there are actually, um, that people can be enslaved by sin. And I, I don't think we have to go that far. I think anyone out there listening, if they're if they're religious or not, should be able to say, "Well, wait a minute. Can I stop drinking, or can I stop smoking, or can I stop um, gambling, or can I stop?" Um, some people have all kinds of sins: pornography, um, yeah. uh, multiple partners. Um, you know, uh, lust. I guess is a better, better, yeah. uh, all all encompassing word. Um, and there are, are other things like jealousy. Can I stop being jealous? Can I stop being envious? Can I stop being um, resentful? Greedy. Greedy. Another good one. Yeah. Greedy, resentful. Can I stop being worrisome at everything? And I think the answer that most people will come to that, that I've met is, yeah, no, I can't stop. I can. I don't have problems with certain things, but... You know, some people have problems with a lot of things, 
And some people have very little problems with most things, but there's something that they secretly have a very big problem with. And people would be like, wow, that person seems perfect. But deep down, you know, when they go home and no one knows what's going on, there's other things happening perhaps. Yeah. Right? And God is the judge of the heart, and he's the judge anyways, right? So we don't have to do that. We don't have to judge people. Uh, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't judge people. Um, but we can say that, you know, brother, sister, or, or to ourselves, you know, I want to mm-hmm. be free, Jackson. Look, I want to be free. I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, tempted or, or felt like, feel like a slave to the temptation. Sometimes, yeah. it, even at this stage, right, I, 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 I cried out to the Lord. You cried out to the Lord. Um, we, we, the Lord reached down, reached out and helped us and, and we have, our lives have transformed. That's both of our testimonies. And I, I did this in 1992. That's almost 30 years ago. That's 28 years ago. I mean, certainly, I mean, uh, you know, temptation is part of the package all the way till your dying day. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus is, t- you know, Jesus, um, is tempted right up to his dying day. So we're going to be tempted, but how do we overcome that temptation? Where does that freedom come from? That comes from, from the grace of God, mm-hmm. and he gives us what we need to overcome these things. On our own, we're, we're, we, can't, we can't withstand that. those temptations yeah. is basically what, what I've come to learn. And what's yeah. really written, I, you know, it's written as well. But, I, but, but, one, but it's one thing to read something. It's another thing to experience it. Yeah. It's well said. Right? Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think that was really well said. I think, um, yeah, temptation, I mean, it, it, again, it certainly hasn't stopped for me. It seems like the, the testimony of every, every living person I have heard is that <laughs> till the day, Till the day you die, there is obviously stuff that um, you're going to need to be pushing through, and that Jesus is going to need to be helping you and giving you the grace to overcome it. Um, uh, that we're not going to be free of what the church calls, you know, that concupiscence. That like, um, you know, we might be set free of original sin if we were baptized, but that uh, initial desire um, to uh, to do something, to do something wrong, that temptation to do something wrong is going to be something that we're going to have to deal with until, until the day we die and are mercifully in, in Jesus's presence. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's funny because in different seasons, I feel like you, like you're saying, actually, you might feel less tempted than others. Right. And especially in general, I would say like, at least for, for me, I know the closer I've gotten to Jesus, the easier it's been to turn away um, from sin, and I am tempted tempted in a different way. Um, but I'll, I got to say, you know, as you were speaking, Jeff, I remember earlier today I had a moment. I I don't normally have things like this happen very often, but I actually had um, I had a thought uh, come up very very powerfully that was definitely not of the Lord. And um, really, really shook me, to be honest. It was weird. It it was um, it was definitely a a sinful thought and one that I wasn't prepared for. And um, 
I, um, it, it, it sincerely caught me off guard and was incredibly convicting. And I, I, again, thanks be to God. I know quick enough, um, to, to immediately just ask the Lord for help, right. To just cry out to the Lord and ask him to help me with that and to take whatever that was away and just apologize immediately for that thought that crossed my mind. Um, but you know, it, it, it's, it seems like it's all, it's, there's, there's always something that um we're going to be struggling with and is always going to give us a reason um and a uh, and an awareness of why we need to stay close to jesus you know when we encounter temptation like that yeah that's true well said and well said and, and good current event uh to tie in with that you know i mean we're you know you and i are are basically testifying to how we're walking this out right i mean that's what it comes yeah. down to so Going back to the beginning of the program, we were asking the question, is there a God? Of course, mm -hmm. you and I are volunteering this time. We believe in a God, right? We believe in a God. Yeah. Uh, we believe Definitely. in the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, the God of the universe. And uh, he has yeah. uh, other titles, but many other titles, beautiful titles. But um, and, but we narrowed it down to just, at, in this conversation, uh, three types of people, people who don't believe in God, People who believe in God, who but they kind of want to own their own. They want to do whatever they want. They don't. They don't want to accept ownership of God over their lives. Or, mm -hmm. I think you used a better word than ownership. You used the word. Um, you used a word that was great. It was. Um, uh, uh, authority. It's mm. a perfect word. He has authority mm. over his creation. It's really well. Excellent word. So, you know, we do we do we, you know, and, and I think some people don't even realize it's happening. They just do it by nature. It's like, well, I, I you know, I want to have my own authority. I want to be free to yeah. do whatever I want to do. Which gets into the freedom again, right? And some people get confused sure. by that, or they just, you know, their our sinful nature makes us want to just be disobedient, basically. Yeah. And the Bible yeah. is full of stories of disobedience of God's people, the the chosen people. The Israelites to were were disobedient to God, and it tell it tells a story of when they're disobedient and when they're obedient. When they're obedient, they're being blessed, they're safe, they're prosperous, they're healthy as a nation. Things are going well. When they're disobedient, it's the opposite. There's famine, there's pestilence, there's war, there's all kinds yep. of things. And in our own country, we can see this. I mean, we we can see that we can see from the fruits. We have very bad fruit right now. I mean, we, 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 we have a lot of problems in the United States and in our world. And I do truly believe that if more of us get right with God, more of the people who believe in God decide, you know what, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to try to be obedient to the Lord. And by the way, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. This is what's written. This is what Jesus said. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we take the cross upon ourselves, that his yoke is easy. It's not hard. I mean, yes, there's there's a sacrifice, of course, but he's going to help carry that cross for you and me. I've learned this in 28 years. My life got way better. I mean, I've had challenges, right, Jackson? So have you. We all do. Totally. That's part of life. We, that, we're not saying that, that, that life is easy. This is not what I'm saying. However, my life is way easier than it was before I, I turned to the Lord. The Lord has helped me immensely. In, in in every way, in my mind, in my in my spirit, in my body, 
I've been healed in many ways, and I feel, you know, I, I have a, I have a, um, a zeal for life, and I'm grateful. Yes. And it's because of him, because his, his promises are true. I've tried them, you know. So, and I do believe that if, if I, and I have come, and I fall very short. I mean, I, I, you and I pray before every broadcast and, and ask for forgiveness because we, we are, we're aware that we, that we, um, that we fall short and that we may fail to be obedient in some way. We, we, we may fail to do something. Yeah. It's a, the sin of omission, or it could be that we do something that, that's, that's, uh, that's not, doesn't please God. Um, and we trust in his forgiveness. We really do. And, and uh, um, uh, but however, I do believe if we strive for righteousness, because, mm-hmm. because Jesus said, strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? Yeah. And all these other things will be added unto you as well. All the, all the good stuff comes with that. Mm-hmm. And if we can strive for righteousness as individuals, you know, this nation's made up of people. Yep. And people say, well, what can I do? It's like, well, you've got plenty you can do. Strive for righteousness and strive for the kingdom of God. That is a lifetime of work. Yep. Amen? It is. I think so, too. All yep. right. So, the Fatima movie. Yeah. Um, I paid 20 bucks. Now, this is, look, <laughs> look, those who don't know me, that, that's an unusual thing for me to spend 20 bucks to see a movie. I was alone. My brother said, you know what? I'm just going to pay the 20 bucks. It's, it's in the movies right now, but I'm not taking the family into the movie theater. And I'm going to watch it from home, and I'm just going to pay the 20 bucks. Because there's a new, new movie out in Fatima. And I said, I'm going to pay 20 bucks, too. And I did. <laughs> I paid $20. I watched it by myself on my uh, iPad. And it was excellent. Uh, it was really well done. It's a, it, it, the production was excellent. Um, I must say, I do feel closer to God after watching it, so that is worth $20 all day long for me. <laughs> Several for days sure. now after, I feel much closer to the Lord, much closer to the to the mother. There were a lot of good reminders, a lot of insightful things. I think that the movie, for me, was a positive. Um, have you seen it? I haven't. I, I, I saw the preview for it recently because I saw it being, um, I, I haven't had live TV. I've only had, you know, an Apple TV with like Netflix and, you know, all that stuff. But they were, they were advertising it as, as being one of the top rented movies on iTunes right now, which I thought was actually, um, I, 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 I suppose a little surprising even, right? <laughs> like, as I saw, you know, out of the movie selections, it was, um, this movie, that movie, whatever. Right. And then in big letters, Fatima. So obviously it caught my attention. I was like, what is this? You know, it's like most rented movies right now. And I was like, huh, first of all, there's a Fatima movie. Second of all, apparently enough people are renting it, right. That it was literally sitting in the top, like three movies that are being rented right now. And I was like, well, that's incredibly interesting in itself. Well, that's, um, that's great to so hear. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I watched the preview with Carla and, um, yeah, we, we was it was during the day with the kids and stuff, so we, we weren't going to rent it then. But we totally want to see it, and I'm glad to hear that it um it was a good witness to what actually happened there. Well, I I, I don't I wouldn't say it was a good witness to what actually happened there. That that would, no, okay. those are not my words. 
I think it was a great movie, and I think it will bring people closer to God. But it's missing a lot, and I think anyone that watches it, hopefully they research what happened there, what she said. This is another thing that bothers me, Jackson, about not just, especially in movies, but they, you know, they take this poetic license, and, 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 and so has the church. I don't know if the church has taken poetic license, but the thing is is that you know, the Blessed Mother allegedly appeared at Fatima, in 1917, to three shepherd children, right? And the, and the Catholic Church, which is the biggest institution in the whole world, has said, this happened in front of 70,000 people, and we, and we investigated it, and it did happen. And that was, that was Jesus' mother that came, and they, they, compl- they confirmed that, that that actually happened at Fatima. And then you never hear about it afterwards. I mean, I grew up in Boston. I mean, I got stories to tell you. We didn't hear much. Of, I mean, my parents, my my the older folks, they knew about Fatima. But growing up, you know, I'm 51, and growing up, um, I went to school. I I I I uh, studied and stayed lived at a Catholic center for a season mm-hmm. later in my later in my um, college career, and my roommate became a Catholic priest, and and he went mm-hmm. to school in Boston. After he got his undergraduate degree, when we were together, he went to school and went to seminary. And after two years, mm-hmm. he got in the back of my car with a bunch of other Catholic young people that you know we went out apple picking. I think that day, and uh, all got together. It was nice. And 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 he was like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's a book on Fatima." He's like, "What's Fatima?" Wow. This is a man that dedicated his life to be a Catholic priest from Boston. Mm-hmm. And he'd been in seminary for two, you know, into his second year. He'd, he'd never heard of Fatima. He'd never no. even heard of it. Right? So it's like, no. okay, so we believe this, and yet, you know, we believe it. You know, and I think it's, again, it's, 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 a, it's a story of um, we have a Bible. What the? Do, do we believe in this Bible or not? Mm-hmm. And are we teaching what's in the Bible? Or are we trying to live it? And the next question is, you know, because I see these movies, Jackson, and um, so I love the movie, but but I don't, but but I don't like the the inaccuracies in the movie. Yeah, well, thanks for clarifying. That's yeah, super to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there were a, a bunch of them, and like you really don't get into into what she really said because if really if Mary real if we really believe Mary was sent by God as a messenger, I think mm-hmm. it, we should be we should be sitting on. That the uh, we should be really paying attention to exactly what she's saying to us. Totally. And um and 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 I oh gosh that we could really get into a long conversation about that over the last hundred years of how how we as a church hasn't haven't done that. But but you know what we're repeating what happened in the Bible with the promised land, the promised people um with with the Israelites. Yeah. So God gives them the Ten Commandments. He gives them all the precepts. He gives them everything. He gives them the 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 the, the column of fire. He gives them all those. He gives them. He gives them everything. He gives them Moses and all the powers and all the signs and everything. And and the, and, the, and they and and it, it's a story about people wanting to do their own thing. They don't want to listen. Yeah. And some do, of course. For sure. But most, <laughs> but a lot don't. And and yeah. here we are again. You know, and she had all these warnings for us, right? And all these prophecies, and a lot of them can, are have already come true. And um. And, and and it's it's very important in my opinion and other other Catholics' opinion and other people's opinion that what she said is very important and it's still important in our time because she's you know and then and then as as uh, Bobby Bloom spoke about a couple 
which who is a, a Jewish woman who are both happen to be friends with because she's in our prayer prayer um, groups and cir- circles that we that we're both from. And I've known mm-hmm. Bobby for a long time, but she came in and gave a phenomenal testimony of how the Blessed Mother uh, and, uh, was used and brought her into um, into the Catholic Church. Um, and she was speaking about Medjugorje, as was Father Richard, who has been to Medjugorje, and 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 Bobby Bloom has been to Medjugorje, and and uh, the one the amazing things that have happened since 1982, Jackson. Yeah. You know, I mean, something very big is happening here in this world. And how many people know about this, Jackson? I mean, there's so many people that have no idea. Yep. Yep. That's right. So, anyways, I'm glad there's a Fatima movie. I think it's a good movie. It's it's the, it, we really need to know what the mother of mother Jesus mother said, what Mary at Fatima said. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's my point there. Any yep. thought? Any thoughts? Yeah, well, I would say that just um, it's 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 tough because I, I got to say when it comes to movies that are about the faith, I think I think I've seen so many. I went through a season there where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try to only stick to faith based, you know, uh, Christian entertainment. This is probably like uh, maybe five or six years ago. And I, and I I really did like adamantly just watch whatever christian movies i could or whatever movies about a saint right or like anything i could get my hands on and i gotta say personally i found although there was stuff that um i think really encouraged me to look more into uh whatever the movie was about right or the the actual people that were involved right that these things were based off of or kind of loosely based off of um it was the stuff and i'd say particularly the ones that were right out of scripture the the um the inaccuracies were were tough for me too when you when you uh saw how uh, where hollywood kind of got involved and that that always discouraged me a little bit and and sometimes i'm worried i i i do want to see this fatima movie but i've seen some other movies especially movies that are um just about the life of jesus and stuff like that where um it seemed like the sort of ad living that you find <laughs> right or this stuff that clearly was just not um, in scripture, right? I mean, just did not happen. Um, that were kind of uh, playing off of what people thought it might have been like for Jesus or whatever, and they kind of start, you know, uh, writing their own stuff in there. Um, I found that to be um, uh, a little hard uh, for me to 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 really enjoy it and and endorse it. Um, uh, because I don't think those inaccuracies are a small thing when you're talking about something like the stuff we're talking about, <laughs> you know, and I think they can just confuse people a little more if they don't know exactly what happened and have the context to back it up, which I think is part of what you're talking about, right? For somebody that really has looked into Fatima that I was fun- think, you know, it's funny for, I, I wonder if for people who just hadn't, you know, that didn't know enough about Fatima, if they would take everything that was in the movie as being incredibly literal, right, and uh, and 100% accurate, because... Well, it's it, know, it, it's almost what? the sin of omission. I, if, I mean, I, I'm not saying... I don't know if there's a sin involved here, but, but, but the omission's there. 
I don't know about the yeah. sin, but but it, there's a lot omitted out of this movie. A lot of the miracles, a lot yeah. of what she said, a lot mm-hmm. of what she said came true. So that really brings it into the miraculous because it's prophetic. Yeah. And true prophecy, because how do you know true prophecy? You know it because it actually comes to be. Then you really know that it was true. You know, <laughs> it's tough to be a prophet. I mean, if you if a person prophesizes, basically, they're going to be you know questions until it comes true, and it might not come true until later, after they die, even right. So I mean, what yeah. a that's a tough position to be in. But <laughs> as an aside, but but um, but we know a hundred plus years later that a lot of the things that she spoke came true, right? The end of the of World War One, the beginning of World War Two, that uh, mm-hmm. there would might there would be potential for annihilation of 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 uh, basically most of the world. At that time, the nuclear and atomic warfare wasn't invented yet, and she was speaking to three illiterate children, children, little children. Here's what I did like about the movie, by the way, though. Mm-hmm. The children were excellent acting. I mean, I, let me tell you what was great about it. Um, mm-hmm. The cinematography was was fantastic. It was great. the The children were great. The acting was great in it. Um, I thought the I thought the storyline was 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 where it lacked a little bit. But seeing the visual of of these children and 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 I I, I cried through it. I mean, I was very touched mm-hmm. by it. Okay, so let me be clear. Awesome. It really yeah. blessed me. Um, so, uh, but I thought you used an interesting word, endorsed. I don't endorse a movie as a true Fatima. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, please don't watch fat, that movie and think you understand what happened to Fatima. The, yeah. Read what happened at Fatima and read what the Blessed Mother said and so on. And if you have children or grandchildren or friends, you know, remind them and let them know that, you know, this is not really exactly what happened. And what mm-hmm. exactly happened is very important if we believe this came from God. You know, we need to know the details of these things. Yeah. And what exactly happened and what was said, in my opinion, for sure. Yep. Okay, yeah. so anything else on that? I don't think so. I don't either. I'm, I am noticing the clock, so yeah. I'm curious how. Rest of these things are going to go. <laughs> yeah, we only got about three minutes uh, before the bumper music, so I don't think we're going to get into my near-death experience testimony. I think we should next time. Perhaps probably. next time. Yeah, perhaps next time. Um, I think it's going to be a blessing, but probably not in three minutes. No, uh, it's a, it's a little bit. Of, <laughs> I think it. I think it's about a twenty-minute story to get it to really get the how God intervenes. It's about the Lord. It's not about me. That's why oh, I think that's it's, right. imp- yeah, I know. that's why I think it's important to testify about what happened. Um, I, I do. Yeah. It's a, it's a story. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a story that needs to be told. And um, it just said in another broadcast, we didn't have the time. Um, well, we started off the broadcast asking the question, is there a God? Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Jackson and I believe there's a God. Anyone that um, is you know, the, the stations that broadcast us, the 20 of them, clearly believe there's a God. Catholics, we always say at Mass we believe in one God, the Father, the mm-hmm. Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, right in our yeah. creed. So then the next question, and then there are, there are people that don't believe in God, and then there are people who believe in God, and then there are people who believe in God who do what God asks, and there are people who, or try to do, let's, no, let me say it this way, that try to do what God asks, and then there are others that don't try to do what God asks. And so which one are you, listener? Are you, are you, do you believe in God? Um, 
And if if you don't, then how do you explain the universe? How do you explain? Do you believe that everything happened randomly? And is that, in your opinion, a reasonable position? And I would counter that. Going back as a recap, that when when someone like Da Vinci creates a painting, I wouldn't look at that painting and think ever that that randomly happened. I'd be like, wow, some great painter made this. It looks like maybe it was Da Vinci. Oh, that is a Da Vinci. Okay. You know, looks like his work, right? So each artist has a kind of a flavor or a style. And God has a, you know, I, hey, man, listen. I, was, I, w- I went for a jog, and I also went for a drive today. And I'm up in the I'm up in the mountains right now, Jackson. Mm-hmm. And the fall colors are just where I, where I happen to be. It was just unbelievable, and I almost awesome. feel like it might be the best I've ever seen. I'm not. I, it's just so phenomenal, and I it wow. made me laugh. I was laughing. I was just I was so filled with emotion. It was it was so powerfully beautiful, and wow. I'm like, and I was like, God, you are so awesome. Because the thing is, when I look at Da Vinci or I watch Bo Jackson run, and he's one of my favorite. I, I liked watching Bo Jackson run and, and play baseball. He was a two-sport athlete. I love sports. Um, or I, I listen to a song that I love, and I go, man, that's, you know, let, let's listen to that song again, man. That, that guy's awesome. What a songwriter. What a, what a guitarist. What a singer. Whatever. You want to hear it again. You're like, wow, that's, they go, I admire that. Well, yeah. we admire in nature. We admire, wow, this is the creation of Almighty God as believers, right? As believers. So, anyways, that's our position, and um, that's what we believe. And then the next question is, if we are believers in God, you know, our, our, you know, do we believe that creators have, um, what was the word you used again? Authority. authority. Do yeah. they have authority over their creation, right? We get patents if we create, if we, as engineers, we get patents on things we create. In events, uh, songwriters get copywritten stuff. Uh, people who write books or movies, they get, you know, they own their material, and they yep. they have rights over them, right? Yep. And yep. so, you know, so um, God is uh, God is loving, and He gives us freedom. But you know, um, I don't know. I I choose to serve the Lord. I know Jackson does too. Amen. Amen. Jackson, I can see the bumper music coming in. Yep. There it is. Well, Jackson, thanks again, man. You're you're such yeah. a blessing to have. For sure. It's so good to be here. It's so good to be with you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, praise you, Lord listeners. Thank you again. Thanks for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. Thank you to the 20 radio stations. Thanks to the podcast listeners. And we look forward to, with God's help, being with you next week. I hope you have a wonderful last week of September. It's 2020. God bless you and your families, and most of all, praise you, Lord, to praise.